Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Beauty Guide You, the health and wellness podcast with your host, Chelsea Keen. I am so excited to speak to Will Darude today. Uh, welcome, Will. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you letting me on here. Yeah. So today's a little bit uh, different in terms of Will and I um, don't really know each other yet. (laughs) And we're kind of just going to have a a flowing conversation about who he is and and what he's up to and um, the kind of transformation he brings into the world. So without further ado, I will introduce Will. He is an intuitive guide and life coach for heart-centered leaders. He studied psychology at Carleton University and earned a bachelor's degree there, focusing on the intersection of mindfulness and mental health. He is the creator of the 90-day quantum heart immersion and the Holistic Health Blueprint, which both help individuals optimize their well-being. Will has spent over 500 hours in sensory deprivation tanks. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Has life coached over 100 people in three years and has become a registered yoga teacher during his travels to India in 2016. Will has also taught mindfulness as a corporate meditation teacher at Canada Post's head office wellness program, and he has co-created the Holistic Synergy Group wellness program, Thrive School, and the Kelowna Eastern Yoga program, and has led a wide variety of personal development and mindfulness workshops, both in person and online. Now, Will focuses on supporting his clients at the intersection of relationships, boundaries, intuition, spirit guides, emotional intelligence, heart opening, social dynamics, energy healing, holistic health and authenticity while building an online community. Holy crap. (laughs) It sounds so like nice to hear. Yeah. Flattering. Um, but yeah, it's been a huge journey. I've done so much and I started, um, just like everybody else with like completely no, just foundation. I was like, I just want to feel better. I want well-being to be a part of my life. I want to help other people. And then that just completely led me to all these different places, receiving support from other people, going to India. And, uh, I'm still a hundred percent on the journey. But at the same time, there's been so much that I just have to share. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, the important thing is that we're on the journey and we're sharing as we're on the journey, right? Because we're never off the journey. (laughs) Beautiful. Yes. So I'm so excited to ask you questions and, um, you know, hear more about your insights into, into life as a whole. Um, however, I'm, I'm particularly interested in what you mentioned to me, which is that your work is really headed towards, um, a focus on, on the impact of trauma and, and healing trauma. So can you say more about how you got interested in that and, and kind of what your, your work is around that right now? Yeah. Without going into too much explicit detail, basically started to have my own experiences with how trauma can affect oneself. So how I was affected by that. And 
I just started to realize like, <clears throat> it's kind of like the elephant in the room. And if we can't, if we can't heal trauma, then we can't really move towards a better, more connected, um, just loving world. But if we can heal trauma and we can, then we can move towards a better, more connected and loving world. And that insight that I had about kind of the broader perspective on it, but then also how deeply it could affect somebody like me. And I have done all this work. I've gone to meditation retreats. I've been, you know, I've sat for hours and hours a day meditating, being able to feel calm, being able to feel at peace. But then when afflicted with this trauma, I could barely even take a few deep breaths without my body going into intense anxiety. And so it was so humbling just to be like, wow, like if I can be affected like this and my nervous system can be overwhelmed in this way. And even if I have all this past experience of like all the tools, all the things that you think would equip you to never have that happen, that uh, still I could have that, you know, nervous system overload and need to really take it so easy with myself, be so gentle with myself to the point that my meditation practice turned into, can I just take five breaths and then stop, pause, check in with myself, maybe stop, maybe do another five. And literally that's where I'm at right now because my nervous system is so high strung and I'm experiencing all of these physical symptoms in my body from that, that, uh, it's almost, and this is the beauty of it, it's almost like having to start from scratch again, like just being taught, like, what is meditation? Oh, okay. Focus on your breath. Okay. Just for a few, just do it. Just do five breaths. So it humbled me and um, it awakened me to the level of um, challenge that we can go, go through as humans, but then also the level of disconnection we can experience. And then from that, that has just turned my directionality to be able to help people with that because I, I don't want to ignore that that's uh, an experience that we can have. And so far in my own journey, I've already seen some amazing um, breakthroughs and hope and promise that I want to share with anybody who's been um, worried about feeling overwhelmed, that it's like, oh, we can heal this. And there's people thank God we're all holding our hands together and like looking into the latest science and psychotherapy and intuitive and shamanic work to help people to feel calm in their body, to feel comfortable in their body again. So yeah, I'm passionate about it now. I'm interested in it now. And I'm, I'm looking forward to do um, more study, more courses and more self-work in that area. So that I can also help people who I work with too. That's really beautiful. Yeah, I feel like uh, trauma is definitely a hot topic right now, and for good reason, of course. And um, what I was hearing and what you were saying, you know, is that the the body really remembers. Like even even if we've got all these tools for our mind and quote unquote controlling our mind the body has a memory of trauma and that, that impacts uh, all over. So there's, there's a kind of a multi-dimensional lens to bring to the conversation about holistic health and well-being and, and how we can overcome those, those past experiences. Right. And, and I also heard too, is like, 
healing is not a linear journey. It's, it's a forever conversation about how to, how to stay in that, that space of peace of, and balance. So. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like what I've, um, a big part of my journey has led me to, especially this last little while, it's like meeting myself where I'm at. Hmm. And, and because what I would do, and I think anybody who's like, you know, let's say they've been at an amazing peak in their life. And then all of a sudden they are in this nonlinear journey and they're healing something. Now, what I started to do was I was comparing how I used to feel to what I'm going through right now. And I was saying like, man, I, I was on fire before, like what's going on. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, I should feel like that. Like I have the tools, like I should be like that. Um, and when I started to let that go and just be like, well, this is where I'm at right now. And, uh, and it was kind of like a bittersweet, um, moment of self intimacy of just being like, can this be okay? Can this be okay for me to be at this point right now? And like, not judge that. And, uh, I'm still working <laughs> on that, especially if, like I mentioned, I was somebody who was at one point, like meditating multiple hours a day. and then getting to a place where like any kind of excess introspection was causing my nervous system to go into overwhelm and then just be like, can I just let that be okay? And trust that this is part of a bigger process where I'm like learning about this, going through this. And ultimately the goal is to help other people. And I look at it now as a little bit more of an initiation into what, um, what is out there? Like, Hey, this is out there. Like I was unaware that this can affect people this deeply. And now I'm aware. And part of my future is like, okay, I can use that awareness to be sensitive and to be um, supportive to people who are going through something like that. Cause I didn't know, I wouldn't have known how to treat somebody like that. You know, I think in the coaching space, sometimes we're just like, just focus on this, just do this. And I realized like when I was in those states, it's like, yo, that wouldn't have worked. What I needed was like unconditional love and support. I hope this makes sense. And you're following me. I totally am. I'm following you on, on multiple different levels. Like I love what you're saying about, you know, we don't only compare ourselves to other people. We compare ourselves to ourselves <laughs> that, and that, that uh, push to kind of compare ourselves to our past when we were really happy at one point or whatever that that becomes part of the um the the pain pleasure uh cycle uh too you know i've done i've done some meditation as well and i remember uh distinctly i think his name's goenka in the vipassana course <laughs> and he talks about how your one moment of pleasure then becomes pain because it becomes like an attachment you're attached to that um so that bringing that radical acceptance radical acceptance, sorry, for where you're at in the present moment, that is the true test of love, loving self and, and being with self and then, and then being able to be with other people. So I wanted to ask you, if you don't mind, one of the reasons I reached out to you is I don't know how we got connected on Facebook, but I know we do have mutual friends and probably somewhere in there we got connected. Um, and I saw one of your Facebook stories, which was you were doing a like a, a finger dance and you were like, you asked the question, is this light language or is this a finger dance? 
<laughs> and I responded light language because I really, I could like actually feel in my heart chakra, like the energy movement. And I was like, I was really blown away. And I was like, who is this guy? What's he doing? <laughs> and so I reached out to you. Um, and I'm wondering for myself, I know that I'm kind of new to that conversation and I have this intuitive connection to light language, but I don't really have a vocabulary for it. So I'm wondering if you could share in your words, what is light language and what was your process for getting connected to it? Oh, this is so um, interesting to me because I'm like, I'm kind of like you, like, I don't really know. Um, like there's a reason I posted that question, right? Because, but what I felt intuitively is that, um, when I would do certain motions with my hands or when I would even watch other people, you know, even starts with like finger tutting. If you've seen, this is like thing people do at, at raves and at EDM festivals, they'll like dance with their fingers Mm -hmm. that, uh, it, it would always, um, entrance me, right. It's so simple. But then uh, if I was watching in certain ways, I would get these like waves of tingles in my body. So I would feel like, hey, this is kind of doing something like it's helping me come into the zone in some way. The same mm-hmm. way if I watch uh, somebody do like shuffle dance to like really good EDM, it like I'll get like a wave of tingles in my body. And I'm like, it just makes me feel like, yes, I'm like in the zone, like seeing that, feeling that. So I just started to play around with that a couple of years back. And as I would move my fingers, um, it would just like anything that brings you in the flow state, elicit more and more of that, um, intuitive, playful motion. And so far, like everyone would respond to it really, really well. And so for me, the way that I look at light language is it's basically a nonverbal transmission of a state of feeling of a state of energy a state of like being in the zone of in a certain type of way like it could be you know being in the zone could look so many different ways but um when you do it with your hands or when you do it some people just speak like glossolalia like these words that aren't words it like bypasses your logical mind in a sense so your logical mind is usually kind of keeping everything in a box And it's like, you can't understand this logically. And so then it can kind of break some of those filters and you can connect on a deeper energy level. So it's really interesting to me. It's fascinating, but I don't, I'm not like an expert at it. I think we all can do that though. We all can communicate non-verbally in this subtle way. And it feels great. Like I know uh, in in a sense, dance is a light language on its own. Thousand percent. Yeah, yes. actually, that's such a good way of describing it. That that energy transmission, which kind of defies the the logical mind. And um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Eckhart Tolle lately, and he talks a lot about that, like the being in the present moment as bypassing the the um, the boxes of the ego mind, I guess. <laughs> And, and I guess that's, that's an access to it. So yeah, there's so many ways of, of, of connecting to that, that present state, that flow state, as you said. Um, so thanks for articulating that. I also wanted to ask you about your quantum heart 90 day immersion. 
where you share your process of heart awakening. So in your words, what is heart awakening and how do we know when our hearts are awakened and why is it important for our overall health and well-being? By the way, you're really good at this. You're you're a great <laughs> podcast host. <laughs> Thank you. Your, your questions are great. Um, so I think I'll give a little preface for this. Like uh, a lot of time, and this is still something that I'm working through, I will walk down the street and I would feel like, kind of like people's eyes are like looking at me, like I have a spotlight on me and I'm like, I know I'm just like judging myself, right? So I'm like walking down the street and I feel like, like kind of vulnerable and embarrassed to be in my own skin. And I think that's the place, um, that shame, that embarrassment, that guilt of being who you are, that most of us or a lot of people can start in as a default, just we're kind of born into this society and that's kind of entrained. And if you only know that, then there's no, um, concept for that heart awakened state. But what I started to see is that, especially as I, um, began to become more vulnerable, began to share more authentically with people, um, to become more playful in my social interactions with people. Uh, and I started to study, uh, women who were able to actually do this, like, so naturally, like feminine, expressive energy, naturally, just like social. And I started to study that not in a like, um, you know, analytical way, but more in a just like observing and seeing what people are doing way. And I started to notice that a lot of the women who I knew were really good at expressing their emotions. They were just really good at it. And I noticed they were doing it all the time. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And it doesn't feel good that I'm not doing that. And so I started to have to get in touch with like, wait, what is going on, on the inside of me, on my emotional body. And that began the journey of being able to feel shame, being able to feel guilt, um, when I'm feeling a little bit low or depressed or when I am, uh, feeling sad about something or when I'm feeling anxious about something and being able to articulate that to myself and to other people around me in a way that's not necessarily like something's wrong, but just owning my experience. And so as I started to do that, I realized that there was this other state of emotional transparency, of um, emotional freedom, of heart awakening or heart opening. You can call it so many different things. And I was like, oh my God, this feels so good. And I started to really look at the global stage and just see like, wow, if we can kind of get this down and we can feel socially attuned to each other and we're able to express and really own what we're feeling and kind of take the projections out of it and take the heart walls out of it, like we can really have an amazing society. Like we can do that. So uh, Quantum Heart is really all about just sharing my process, what I've been learning and helping people to get into those spaces of one, being self-honest, uh, two, being able to self-regulate and to kind of know your capacity, because sometimes you're not ready to be like, Hey, I'm going through this. Like, it feels like too much for you to just go out and say like, this is my emotion right now. So it's a process of like meeting yourself where you're at 
And then the second part of quantum heart is bringing that into heart to heart relationship with other people. So like when you have those conversations where you're like looking into somebody's eyes and you're actually really connecting and you're not hiding from each other to bring that vulnerability and authenticity into the one-on-one sphere. And what I've seen there is that creates a massive amount of coherence. It just, it makes your relationship feel so open, so juicy and um, safe. Like it helps us get into our social rest and digest nervous system. It really attunes us. So that's the second part of quantum art. And the third part is now stabilizing in that and being able to use that more and more to access your intuition and your, your, how your heart and your gut is communicating to you. So, um, you're not overwhelmed with these emotions and uncertain of what really is, um, your intuition and what's kind of fear overwhelm. And then you're, you're kind of clear on that because you've been doing some work and you've been having the heart to hearts and then you can really follow your gut better. So that's the way that I look at it. I, I hope that wasn't too exhaustive or maybe left you with any questions. No, I mean, what I'm hearing in what you're saying, I, it just made me think I flashed back to when I did um, one of my first personal development courses where we were faced with an exercise where we were looking into someone else's eyes. And, you know, we don't always do that. Like, yeah, we look into each other's eyes and we're talking, but we don't actually like be with each other necessarily. And this, this exercise was being with each other actually for an extended period of time without feeling the need to say something. And I really remember distinctly is my heart. I could feel energy actually spewing out of my heart, <laughs> after that. you know, which I had never been previously present to before. Right. So that, that bringing that authenticity, bringing that vulnerability, that really is an access to the heart space, um, very felt palpable way. And, um, the other thing that I was hearing and what you're saying is I actually am very, I'm very moved by what you're doing because I think, I think the, the patriarchal conversation is shifting and more and more men are coming out um, and being more vulnerable and talking about their emotions, but it hasn't always been the case. And I'm wondering what it's like for you being a dude talking about your emotions and your feelings. What's it like to be a leader of this, this movement towards more authenticity and vulnerability for men? Oh man, <laughs> this is, um, in many ways I felt like a lone wolf, just like trying to do this because, um, and you know what? I'm lucky though, because I, I have amazing, um, women and women friends who have really, paved the way of this being like supernatural. And they're like, what do you mean? You just share what you feel like. It's just like natural. I'm like, right. But to me, I'm like kind of having to learn this from, from the bottom up. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I'm also noticing that the vast majority of people who are attracted to work with me or to come into my community are, are women, like probably 80, 20, if not more, 80% mm-hmm. women. So I'm, I don't know if that's a reflection of me or if that's a reflection of these ideas being more resonant with women in general. But um, I think that there's a lot of space for integrating that into um, healthy, balanced masculinity and knowing that that only adds to you 
that it only strengthens you and upholds you to be more of your full integrated self. So there's definitely been some challenges in terms of um, standing alone in sharing vulnerably and but at the same time, I've felt very embraced by just how, how um, normalized this is in a lot of uh, feminine, personal empowered coaches, um, light workers, guides, like how this is just like so normal. So that's what I tend to tune into is, is that. And uh, it is powerful, like you're saying, like when we learn how to do that and when we learn how to like look into each other's eyes. And one of the things I recommend people do is like place your hands on top of somebody else. If you can, you know, like if you're in the proximate space and you guys feel safe to do that and everything, then if you do that and you just let yourself attune to like, you can feel the urge to like pull away. If somebody says something that's a little confrontational, or you can even feel the urge to be like, to look away, like, ah, I don't know about that. And then you're like, whoa, if we just keep these doorways open of like, we're looking at each other, we're feeling each other, and we really have done at least a basic amount of emotional transparency work. Then when we connect, it's uh, like you said, some of that magic can happen. And to me, it's kind of like a blueprint. It's kind of like a science. Like You can master, you can get better at having heart to hearts. It's mm -hmm. like, it's not a, it's not like, oops, it just happened. Like it's a thing you can train to do. And as you do it, your quality of life, your quality of relationships, and your sense of well-being in your heart just improves. So that's what Quantum Heart is about, is like to help people to actually train that and to make it intentional, not just like, oh, I went to this party, we had an amazing heart-to-heart, -heart, and then you just don't do it again for like a year. <laughs> it's like you, you actually do it on purpose. Yes. Intentional, bringing that intention to your experiences. I think that, yeah, I, I love that. That's really beautiful. Um, because we can, you know, like sometimes we're on automatic, we're on autopilot and we're not thinking about the people around us and the, the potential and the possibility to connect. But when we are present to the fact that it is a skill, it is an intention, it, it, it can be a learned, um, behavior, so to speak, then, um, we can, there's really a lot more possibility to create and, and have fun and have those like really juicy experiences in life. So fabulous, fabulous. Yeah. And I also realized, and I'm still, we're still realizing this because I'm going through this journey with everybody in quantum heart that not everybody is up for it. Hmm. Right. So it's like, you're like, Hey, you want to have a heart to heart? And some people might say yes in their mind, but when they actually come down to the moment, they don't want to do that. They don't want to be that vulnerable. And I realized you can't really force people to push past their capacity, their threshold. And it's more of an invitation. And so one of the things in quantum heart that we do, and we're about to get that to this in month two, uh, by the way, people can still join late if they want to, but what we do is we, we write down our top five to 10 relationships and we make the intention to have a heart to heart with each and every person. And what you realize is that not everybody is willing and able and wanting to. And then that gives you this feedback where you're able to see like, wow, in this relationship, I'm not being met in 
this depth that I want to go to. And then that feedback can inform how you navigate that relationship, whether you put more energy or less energy or whether you shift into focusing on other relationships. So it's amazing feedback you can get. Um, and then that can support people to be like, oh, wow, you know, let's say you focus more on a different relationship now, then they're left there and they're just like, hmm, maybe, maybe I could think about getting more in touch with myself to do a little bit of that so that I can meet that person there if I want to, or they just go through their own journey, their own process. So yeah, that's been very eye-opening. Um, and also realizing as I've kind of gone through some of my own ways of healing that, like, sometimes I don't even feel up to it. Like being vulnerable Mm -hmm. is, um, just like you said, like looking into somebody's eyes, it's sometimes like for the first few minutes, it's very uncomfortable if you have thoughts, emotions, energies that you've been hiding from yourself. Like some of the first few times I did eye gazing, I felt that very strongly. And it reminds me of like a cold shower or something like you're in it and you know, it's doing good for you, but it's uncomfortable. And then it, at a certain threshold, it kind of gets a little bit easier. And then when you come out, you feel great. And sometimes with this vulnerability and this heart opening work, it's this heart work. It's kind of like that. Like you, you got to put yourself through that uncomfortable phase of being like, okay, there's a lot that I'm feeling right now, but you get good at it. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you get good at like looking at somebody and being like, okay, so I've been feeling kind of ashamed to be honest. Like, and then when you get really good at being honest, it doesn't feel as heavy. And, and then somebody watching you is like, wow, this feels kind of like just true. Like you're just being like, yeah, you have been ashamed and you're just owning it. And it's so beautiful. And it's so the opposite of what I was conditioned to do as a man. Um, most people conditioned to do is mm-hmm. just like completely just, no, I do not feel anything. Um, so yeah, that, that's the, that's the trajectory of it for me. And uh, I hope to see more and more people doing it because it does feel so good. And, um, it builds intimacy on like anything I've ever seen. Oh yeah. It's so fantastic. Like the ability to speak authentically to your experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly without any loss of power. I think like that Ooh. is, <laughs> that is the key, right? To be like, yeah, I've been feeling ashamed and like not feel ashamed about feeling ashamed. <laughs> And just that really is the access to connect. And when we can be in those human spaces without making it wrong and, um, you know, and then when we give ourselves that space, we, we give others that space too. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. I mean, what you just said is so, is so right. It's like, you're not being ashamed that you're ashamed is actually letting yourself accept it, letting yourself Mm -hmm. love it. Mm -hmm. And that. Uh, what I noticed about a lot of the shame or the guilt that I felt in my life is like, I'd be ashamed that I was ashamed. I'd feel guilty that I felt guilty. And it just became a spiral on itself. That was not logical. It was very circular. And so doing this can help you to break that cycle. And it, it's, it's like the scariest thing to the shame is, is it wants to hide. Like I, I think of shame as hiding. I like literally make it like shame equals hiding. There's part of you. You're like hiding. And so 
what I uh, counterintuitively have been trying my best to train myself to do is to reveal. So it's like, just like that, like I've been feeling embarrassed to be in my own skin. I've been feeling this. And then when you reveal it, it's like, it can't exist in the same way because it's all based on hiding. Yes. Yes. And it's it's so (laughs) counterintuitive because it's like the last thing the shame wants to do is to reveal itself. It's like, hide, hide, make sure on all accounts that you hide this feeling, make sure on all accounts that you hide this feeling. Yeah. And then when you do the opposite, um, what I've seen, you know, many, many times now is that that actually, um, is the thing that heals it is the thing that brings it into it, a space of being okay. And you feel lighter. And then that wall that can come up separating you from other people in the space of real authentic connection can come down and you feel more connected and you feel more social. Like you're literally more playful and more light after. It's like bringing everything and nothing to the conversation. I I often find when I have a sense of of shame, it's like some perceived uh, level of um, lack of integrity or something. So if I just go to the person, I'm just like, hey, (laughs) I did a thing. (laughs) And just coming from the place of big people admit it when they're small, right? So if I do something that that doesn't work or lacks integrity, just being like, hey, I did this thing, um, you know, like, like, let's just talk about it. Um, but yeah, it, it is so true that that level of revealing things is is really, really healing. And it's surprising how accepting people are in the face of that, in the face of that honesty. Yeah. Like a lot of the time people will accept what you accept. Yes. So if you're like, yeah, I've been feeling this and they're like, that sounds about right. And that's okay. (laughs) But then if you're like, if you show up and you're like, this is not okay, this is not okay. Then people will kind of show up with mirroring that in a sense too. Very true. I mean, unless somebody's really well-versed in being like, no, it's okay. (laughs) But uh, it's like a, a thing that we do, you know, we, we, uh, it's called like state transference. So like how you feel other people will generally feel around you and about you. And that's why it's so powerful to, to do this, um, first on your own, because then people will mirror it back in these conversations and then it just creates more of a spiral. So everything that we're doing in quantum heart, it's like, this is actually some like deep work. It's, it's, it's deep in the sense that it requires the depth of becoming authentic but it's actually very simple. It's just like, be really clear about what you feel and talk to people about it who are in your life and, um, see if you can actually meet in that place. And then from that place of emotional clarity, get in touch with what's intuitive and spontaneous for you and then live your life from that inspiration. It sounds so simple. Like it's literally so simple if I just write it down, but then actually doing it, it's like, oh shit, I don't want to have this conversation. And you're like, I don't want to admit that I'm feeling it. It's like, it's literally all these roadblocks, but to this very simple um, process. Yeah. And um, I think that all of this very much ties into um, the direction, what we're seeing on in the planet right now is that more people are connecting to this, even in a very subtle way. And that creates more social attunement. And when we're socially attuned, we can work together better. We feel more connected. 
And we can create systems and infrastructure and networks that actually serve us together and serve the well-being of people together and can create a newer and better earth. The, new, the whole new earth concept, I think that this is like just an absolute essential piece. It's like, we need to be able to do this. And until we can, then we have these walls, we have these, we don't feel friendly with people. And so how are we going to um, create an earth that's based in connection and in supporting of well-being if we don't feel friendly with each other? We need to get the inside part down. So we're mm -hmm. feeling connected, we're feeling friendly, and then we can create a world that is friendly and that is connected and that is literally like actually something that you can sit back and be like, wow, this is so awesome that we live on this planet. Like, like, it's like, um, if you've ever seen footage of burning man, it's like all the creative expression, all the amazing things that people have done just to explore what it means to express yourself and be alive. Like we can tap into that. Um, and then merge that with, you know, the things we already have going that are working in society and hopefully let go of some of the things that aren't working. Like there's a lot of complaints and protests and all this type of stuff. We need to like cut that, cut the things or shift the things that are not working and integrate the things that are working and bring that together. And then we can really have the foundation of a newer and better earth. Like to me, it's, it's, uh, it's very practical, like thinking about how we can do it. Although at the same time, there is like spontaneous shifts that can happen too, where it's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But like after this day or after this time when this event or this whatever might have happened, things are different. Like, um, let me think of a short example. Like, for instance, like Woodstock, like having that many people come together and like that whole symbolic experience that people had in the 60s. That um, open doors of like, Oh, this is possible. Or like even burning man and all these different things. So those will continue to happen too. And my hope and my direction is that we, we really start to mitigate and shift and cut out the things that are dysfunctional and bring in this type of internal work as supported by society. Like mm -hmm. mindfulness is normalized. Mental health is normalized. These things are normalized to the point that it's so like, duh. And then we actually work together better. Oh, yeah. I, what I'm hearing, like, there's just like one sentence popping up in my mind and it's utopia. Utopia is systemic intimacy. <laughs> wow. Systemic that's a really good quote. intimacy. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing and what you're saying. And I, I definitely am aligned with that, that vision of, of co-creation and, and, um, you know, connectedness in a, in a new way, kind of a new paradigm for, for being human. Um, and that actually really flows nicely with, uh, something else I wanted to ask you about, um, which is, I remember watching one of your videos when you started popping up on my feed and you had a video on accessing the fifth dimension. So for those who maybe aren't familiar with the world of the fifth dimension, can you share a little bit about what the fifth dimension is, what it's like, and how you get there? Oh, my God. 
I, <laughs> this I, so, may be a whole other podcast. No, this is this is good. Um, but I so I started to shift my language around that um, mm-hmm. specifically because I think it. Um, I don't want to say it repulsed people, but it it left certain people like not attracted to the whole idea of that because there's so much um, just information around it, right? And it just means so many things to different people. And I started just talking about it as I'm just talking about the heart open state of of uh, or a state of social attunement, a state of emotional freedom. And but when I first started talking about it, I was I, I used the language that a lot of people use, which is like the fifth dimension. And my basic explanation for that is that, um, you know, as we do this work and we, and we feel what we feel, uh, I just started to experience some moments where it's like, you know, like, let's say you, you have a feeling and you bring it in and you're like, you just let it be okay. And it melts into you. And then you do it with another one and you do it with another one. And that just becomes your normal mode. Um, I started to feel this state of unconditional love of just deep well-being. And when I did, uh, like some of the only things that like really resonated with what that was all about was like all this talk about 5D or the fifth dimension. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start talking about this because this is like the language that people are using. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's like for me, the way that I explain this and Maybe this isn't the technical way a lot of people look at the fifth dimension, but it's just you. I felt so um, integrated and like well in myself when I've had these um, episodes or emergences into that state, uh, into a deepening into that state that uh, I couldn't help but be like, this is there is something here that we are kind of just cusping on as humanity. And it very much involves all this work that I've been talking about with quantum heart, but I purposefully shifted my language around that because one of the things I've been doing is I've been realizing I don't like to be put in a box. So I don't like people to be like, Oh, you're just a new ager. Or you're like, you're just like this. And the truth is like, I play in a lot of different conversations, but I'm not necessarily bandwagoning with anybody's explanation of things. I'm just doing what feels right to me and using the language that makes sense to me. So what did you get from the video? Did you, do you remember anything about what I was specifically talking about in it? Not, not explicitly. No, I just remember you, you talking about um, the fifth dimension and what did you say? Oh yeah. You said something about, as soon as I started thinking about it, like really analyzing it, then I was out of the fifth dimension because it was like, <laughs> like the analytical brain kick. Okay. This is, this is yeah. very on point. This is very on yeah. point. It's like, you know, I've gotten some good nuggets from a couple people. Um, and one of them is uh, what they said was 5D is the end of stories. So it's like <laughs> when you're telling yourself like, oh, I'm in it or I'm not, or I'm this or I'm that, then that's part of your story. And when you're mm. just like, there's no story, you're just living, you're just surfing the wave. Let's say you're actually literally just surfing on a wave, uh, like in Hawaii or something, you're there, you're in it, you're in your full um, flow state experience, you're in love, 
even if you're not like, you know, you know, kissing anything or like you're literally in that state of well-being and it's carrying you. And so um, this state of well-being and to really go full circle here is, is our natural state when we're not overthinking, when we're not emotionally repressed. And I think what I've realized in the last little while is that to really access or to experience that naturalistic state is like, we've got to address that, those traumas in a way that is supportive and non-judgmental and offers compassion and healing. So then we can truly rest in that. And then from that, we feel good. When you feel good, you do good things. You connect with other people. It's natural. It's like life's just something that you're enjoying. So that's the way that I kind of look at it now. And I try not to use uh, as much new age terminology just because of my particular bent in this moment. But I, I, I could change that at some point. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it, it's interesting because I'm I'm reading Dr. Joe Dispenza now, and he talks about the fifth dimension, and he the way he describes it is very similar to what you're saying. Is kind of like living from that that space of feeling integrated and heart centered and present and in flow, and um, yeah. So, anyways, not to not to say diminish anyone else's definition, but that's the the definition that I'm familiar with as well. So. Great. Yes. So, um, just a great resource in a, in a, in a uh, organization that I'm very interested in and probably will do a training with at some point. It's called HeartMath. I don't know if you've heard of HeartMath. I have not. But they're an organization that has done a lot of scientific research on the heart's electromagnetic field and heart rate variability, which is a certain measurement of how your nervous system is affecting your heart rate. And, uh, they have a lot of really cool things that they're doing and cool trainings and certain trauma sensitive trainings that they're doing as well. And one of their projects is called the global heart coherence initiative. And it's, Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. I know yeah. what you're talking about. I mean, yeah. this has been around for a while, but I've only began to become even more interested in it now. Um, but basically it's like everything to do with what we just talked about. When your heart is coherent, when you're having a heart to heart conversation with somebody else, your heart rhythms sync up, your electromagnetic fields sync up. You're literally communicating from your heart's electromagnetic field. It's, it's sharing information. So, um, that organization has super intrigued me and is super aligned to the way that I'm looking at this now. And one of the reasons I've wanted to, um, focus on heart math in that they're a little bit more uh, sensible, grounded, and scientific in their approach is that I think that a lot of these things have to come together, meaning mm -hmm. that it's not like just completely throw all science and stuff like out the window. And it's like, now we're in the fifth dimension and you're just like eating mangoes and just like, <laughs> and just like yeah. floating around. Um, it, maybe we could do that too though, but, <laughs> and, uh, it's more like a bringing things together. And I've noticed, um, you know, sometimes when you become very intuitive, you can become super duper overly intuitive and you can kind of blur your sense of um, groundedness. And I've been having to become more grounded myself. So that's why I focused on that type of uh, organization rather than just um, 
the the mythos, the ethos mm. in the new age community, because sometimes that can get a little bit ungrounded. And there can also be a little bit, and I say this because I've noticed it in myself and others, just like, you're like, oh, I'm there and other people aren't. Like, oh, it can yes. get like that. That and spiritual I, superiority thing is yeah. such, oh, it's gross. It's like, all, all y'all are in the third, okay? And I'm in yeah. the fifth right now. Oh, and I'm that. kicking it. Yeah. And and, and uh, once you sheep will like figure it out, I'm here, yeah. like that type of thing. And I'm just like, I don't want to be a part of any of that. I want it yeah. to be more for me that I, um, it's like, we all have access to heart coherence and yeah. let's do it together. Yeah. That's, that's the true purpose of any conversation about this is, is the togetherness and, and the sharing and the, you know, lifting everything up as opposed to I'm on a pedestal and you're down there and I'm just going to stay here. Um, so yeah, I, I love how you said that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. All right. I do want to respect your time. We've had a lovely chat and we're almost at the hour. Um, so my last question, uh, well, I have two more questions, but my second last question is what are three ways you let beauty guide you in life? I think what I'll, what I'm going to say in some ways might sound very cliche, but in another way is very, um, like hyper relatable for people which is uh, for me, the, the biggest takeaway um, for how I connect with that kind of state of connectedness and beauty and like enjoyment of my actual life is it's in the, the really, really tiny things. Like it's in the super, super, super tiny things um, with the way that I um, experience the mundane and seek to bring that into a space of casual enjoyment. So, uh, like for instance, like a lot of people will talk about the difference between like the supernatural and the mundane, and then like trying to bring the mundane into, um, a, to bring it into a state of looking at it as magic. I don't even really think about it as that. It's like, like when I go outside or when I connect with somebody in those very small moments, if I really arrive there to witness that person, to show up and smell that flower, like these extremely simple things, then that gives me the beauty, all the beauty that I need. So for me, it's like the utmost simple things. It's like, um, it literally is like smelling the roses. It is those things. And there's a reason that it's a cliche because it, I think it actually works. It actually is true. The ordinary as extraordinary. Yes. That's the way. I love it. I but love for me it. personally too, like I absolutely love connecting with people. Like that's my, that's my biggest doorway to beauty. Awesome. Like understanding somebody. Understanding someone. Well, that's Being somebody, understanding <laughs> like what makes like, their whole unique life. Like I could never live it all because mm -hmm. like, I'm not there with them every second, but like I can, re I can receive so much of somebody in a moment. And that's just beautiful to me. Amazing. Yeah. Seeing other people and being able to experience their life through them by being present to them and, and what they're up to. Yeah. Fantastic. So, well, you are clearly a very fascinating fellow. Uh, 
Um, and if our listeners would like to work with you, how can they find you? So I just changed my Instagram literally yesterday to at will.derude. So W-I-L-L dot D-E-R-O-O-D-E. It was previously something different. I had gone through a lot of iterations. Um, you can also find me on Facebook like that. And uh, those are the main channels that I use. And if somebody finds me on Instagram, um, all my links are just connected to the, the link in my bio. So I've got everything quantum hearts available there. People can just check out all the details on it and you can join for free. Um, and at the end of quantum heart, I have other opportunities to continue to work with me. Um, there's also opportunities to do quantum heart paid as well for people who want to do additional one-on-one sessions, but I've also made it available free for people who are just like, I just want to have this experience and I'm not necessarily wanting to invest in it yet. Um, I've got the holistic health blueprint there, which is like my way of helping people through the top 12 major areas of their life. That, like what I've basically realized there is that everything that you do affects everything to a certain degree. So you can't just like ignore this one area of your life, like your relationships or your career or your home. We kind of have to look at each one and really address like, what is my life really needing to have a makeover on right now? Is it this aspect or this aspect? So that's what I help people with in the holistic health blueprint. The sessions that I do there um, are currently discounted, but what, uh, what it's going to be in the future is it's going to be like uh, a three month experience that I guide people through who want to have a full on lifestyle makeover to really integrate more holistic well-being. But yeah, all of that is available like through my Instagram. Instagram is the main place I share. And I also have links to Telegram there, which is the platform that I like to use to share extra additional useful information and resources. And on Telegram, I'm at Will Derude as well. I think, I think those would be the main things. Beautiful. Well, yeah, I'll put, I'll put all that information in the uh, episode description. So it'll be physically there for people to see as well to connect with you. So thank you so much. Well, it's been such a pleasure having this flowing conversation with you. Will was just like, yeah, let's just flow with it. Like, <laughs> don't give me those questions. <laughs> yeah, so, don't tell me, yeah. don't tell me anything before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to pre-think anything because then I'm going to come <laughs> through like a robot. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you're, you definitely did not. Yeah. Thank you so much for your beingness today, for your presence and your willingness to share. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You're a great host. Um, really appreciate being on here. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let Beauty Guide You, the health and wellness podcast. My name is Chelsea Keene, and you were just listening to Will Derude. All his information to connect is in the episode details, uh, so be sure to connect with him. And if you liked this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, really appreciate the support. And looking forward to the next episode. See you next time.